0: The gospel for this weekend picks up right where we left off. We're still on that mountain with Jesus. Remember last week's gospel? It was the very beginning of Matthew's gospel, chapter 5. Jesus climbs a mountain, he sits down, he assumes the posture of a teacher, and then he begins to teach us the new law, the Beatitudes. Essentially, the instruction for Christianity. Jesus' vision of what Christianity is all about and how we are to live it out in our lives. More to it, we learned that the Beatitudes really look, as a whole, a makeup of the beautiful portrait of Jesus, crucified, such that when we follow these Beatitudes, we then grow into the image and likeness of Christ, the image and likeness we're all created in. Well, now, the Gospel for this weekend It picks up exactly where we left off from last week, which is really nice. We are still with Jesus on that mountain, listening to him teach us the new law of Christianity. Now notice how it begins. Jesus says, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything, but thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand, and it gives light to the whole house, just so your light must shine before others, so that they may see the good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. And so look at those metaphors, salt, light, the city. Now, these are very interesting metaphors. The one thing they have in common, they all are for the sake of something else. What I mean by that is something outside of them benefits by them. Other things are added to them and they become better. I'll give you some examples. Just look at salt. You know, when we sit down, we just don't eat a bowl full of salt. No, instead we use salt for other things so that other things may benefit by that salt. We put salt on meat, on soups, on food. They provide taste. They enliven the taste of those things that we're eating. When Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, he doesn't mean that popular expression that we all think of, that it's a person that's good and down to earth. No, I don't think Jesus means that at all. Instead, salt when added to food, it makes the food better. It tastes better. We know it. We exercise it every day. Whether we put salt on soups, vegetables, meat, eating those things sometimes tastes bland without salt. But when we add salt, it spices it up, doesn't it? And it makes it taste a lot better. See, this is why when you go and visit somebody in a hospital, one of their chief complaints is the food, hospital food. It doesn't taste good. In fact, it tastes bland. Why is that? Because hospitals are notorious for adding very little salt to the person's diet because salt is directly linked to high blood pressure. And so, yes, how hospital food is always bland. Now stay with that idea that salt, it spices up food. When Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, He's saying that we as Christians, we must now spice up the world, promote and protect it from everything that is good and true in this world. Adam and Eve, you know, through their original sin that they ushered into this world, they made the whole world bland. That's what sin does. If you look at the lives of the saints and you read their biographies, they were the salt of the earth. Why? Because in what they did, the marvelous achievements that they accomplished, they spiced up the world, and they did it in their own way. Whether it was preaching, teaching, caring for the poor, evangelizing, they were conduits of God's grace in this world. They spiced up the world by their spiritual life, by caring for the poor and the sick, by teaching. The saints had a zest for life you know, that made life worth living. Now, what else does salt do? Well, in the ancient world, it was used as a preservative. Without salt, you know, meat would go bad or spoil right away. But when salt was added, it preserved the meat, such that you could keep the meat for several days or even weeks. Just like the meat would not rot unless salt was added to it, so must we be the salt for this world. In the workplace, in our families, in our communities, in our neighborhoods. We must preserve the moral and ethical and spiritual character of our lives, as well as the lives of our family and our friends. See, by living a virtuous life, we become a great role model for others, for them to also live a good moral life. We see that in sports. Players, they play beyond themselves. They do so because there's a special player on their team that brings them up another level that they never knew that they could play before. Or another example, a good and decent person can make other people also live good and decent lives. Thomas Aquinas once said, the goal of every Christian is to be a saint. Well, we must be a saint for ourselves, but also for others. So, what else does Salto well, it breaks up ice, doesn't it? You know, we know that better than anyone here living in Wisconsin, especially in these Wisconsin winters. It can be very harsh. And so we use salt essentially to break up the ice that's on the road so that we can travel with relative safety. Well, we as a church, we break up a world that is frozen by sin. More to it, Salt has a destructive capability to it. In the ancient world, when the Romans would conquer a city or a people, they would level it to the ground, and then add insult to injury, they would literally plow salt into the ground, into their crops, to prevent anything from ever growing there again. A good example of this is the great story when the Romans sacked the city of Carthage. They plowed salt into the ground to make sure that their enemies, the Carthaginians, would never be able to plant any crops ever again. That's the destructive capability of salt. Well, we are also the salt of the earth. We as a church, we must go out and destroy all manifestations of the sin, all forms of hatred and injustice, as well as prejudice. And so as a church... We must be the salt to block or stop the things that are going bad in this world, the corruption of the good. Jesus also tells us another purpose of the church is to be the light of the world. Now, as a church, we must cast the light of God into a world so that they see the light of Christ, to bring that light into areas of darkness in our world, darkness of sin and violence hunger, and poverty, to illuminate those areas in our society so that people know the way to good. Better yet, when we illuminate those darkened areas with God's divine light, essentially we become a beacon of hope for those people that know nothing but hopelessness in their life. Now, go to that next metaphor. Jesus says, a city set on a hill. Well, that's what the church is. Now, go back to the ancient world. Cities like this that were set on a hill were used as a means of navigation by sailors. Realize, there were no lighthouses in the ancient world. And yet, if you were at sea, you had to be able to use the geography of the coastline as a means to navigate by, especially at night. Well, if you could look for that light of a city that's built on a hill, then you could successfully judge where you were in proximity to the coastline or the harbor and navigate with relative safety. Well, the church is that city set up on a hill not to aggrandize itself to or increase its own power, but to receive it and can now we look to the church so that we can guide our lives and navigate the spiritual and moral life successfully. It essentially conjures up that image of Isaiah's prophecy of Israel. Israel is to be the light to all the nations. Well, by obedience to the law, to the Beatitudes, we are called to live exemplary lives that would be a beacon to attract other nations or other people to God. See, now Jesus calls us, as the church, to fulfill that prophecy of Isaiah. Jesus calls us to shed the light of his new covenant, the Beatitudes. Essentially, by doing good works, we will then be living, not just the Beatitudes, but all of God's laws that he has taught us, And the fruit of the Beatitudes and God's laws are always good works. The key, and I think this is at the heart of the teaching for this week as well as last week, by living out these Beatitudes, Jesus' vision of Christianity, we begin to influence the world around us and influence for the better. See, when this happens, then yes, we truly are the salt of the earth and we are the light of the world. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.